Young women have been growing up with an indoctrination of what womanhood is and what it should be. They've been taught everything that is in direct opposition to the Word of God. Young women who want to be different from the world are rare, but they are real. On this Rare But Real podcast, Audrey Brogy will often be joined by her daughter, Grace Anna, and her daughters-in-law, Maureen, Kesset, and Marilyn, who desire to be discerning in a day when everything seems to go against God's design. Join them in the journey of becoming rare but real. It takes courage and conviction. And now, Audrey Brogy. Hey there, I'm so glad you're joining me for the podcast today. And today I have my daughter-in-law, Kessid, with me. And I'm going to do something a little different this particular uh, podcast. And for those of you who have listened to me for a number of years, you know that I have a radio program that is aired on WAGP FM um, here in Beaufort, South Carolina. It airs at 11 o'clock on Thursdays. And right now it's mostly past recordings, but I'm so grateful for that because I hear from women who listen to uh, a pre-recorded broadcast and it's it's the Lord just uses it because his word is timeless mm-hmm. and the questions and the answers are timeless. Uh, the date may, you know, be uh, like if it's a pre-recorded program and if I refer to something that happened two or three years ago, that might be off, but not the timeless encouragement from Scripture and not the kinds of questions and the things that we all face as women as we walk in this life. And one of the things I've always loved about that particular program is I just love getting the questions that women ask. And um, and it was my husband a number of years ago who wanted me to do the program um, because he just felt like it would be an encouragement to women. Um, And I've, by God's grace, always relied on him to help me, to give wisdom, not to just give my own opinions, although sometimes I have given an opinion because people want to know, well, what is your opinion on whatever it is. And, um, and, but, you know, I've always tried to be careful. Well, this is my opinion and it's not of thus saith the Lord, but this is where I land on it. Um, so there's that. Um, but anyway, today with Kessid, I have like a handful of questions here and I want to, I just want to handle it kind of like the radio program. And, um, we're just going to walk through some of these questions and I want to hear her wise advice. She's in the <laughs> middle of, of raising her girls and, um, and a lot of the questions are from moms who are in those particular years and just different things. And, you know, I've walked through those years. I've, um, you know, raised my family and, and, um, but I, I, but I never, I've always said, I never want to be far away from it. I've never been one of those moms, even when when I was young, I never wanted to be one in the future at the time to say, Oh, I've been there and done that. Now I'm ready to like, just spend my life satisfying myself. I always used to pray that, Lord, I want to be, when when I am an older woman, I want to be what Titus says, I want to be to the next generation what I so want for me as a young woman now. And I knew, I knew from Scripture that doesn't just happen by accident. You don't drift naturally on your own, drift toward the Lord. On your own, you drift away. Mm-hmm. And you have to be intentional about staying close to the Lord. And, uh, and I love this stage of life because I do feel so much encouragement from young women. Sometimes I'm overwhelmed in a good way that young women want to get my advice on things. I'm so thankful for that. That is a gift. 
um, because so many women, you know, whether, no matter what their age, think they got it all together and they don't need people to help them along the way. Well, and don't you think, I think about this too, needing to stay in the practice of mm-hmm. giving yourself to other people. Absolutely. Because it is like a... A muscle memory thing. Yes. Yeah. And And not even like thinking, oh, I'm past that or, you know, I'm glad I'm not in that stage of life anymore. No, no. Well, and that's what, because that's my desire too, especially because we're in a a younger church of just, of staying the course and, and being there for those young moms Mm -hmm. when I get older. And I just think now I don't have a ton of, um, margin, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I'm in the middle of it, but I do want to still with a little bit of my time to... As God gives opportunity. As God gives yeah. opportunity to invest in other right. families and moms and children now, because if I don't practice it now, I'm not all of a sudden going to be right. about that when I'm older. Right, so, right. Yeah. And and you're just measured. You just know, because I know even when I was a young mom, homeschooling and all this stuff, it was like... You had to think through, you had to measure your yep, time. Yep. This is the most important. This is where I'm investing the majority of my energy, yes. but then... Here is where if someone, yes, I can, we can talk on the phone for a little bit. I can schedule that and we're going to talk and I can tell you what I've learned or I can tell you what God's doing in my life or I'll encourage you. So that's, yeah, it's good because we're supposed to be. Um, And that goes along with, you know, even in Peter, when he says, uh, employ your gifts in the body of Christ, that's Mm -hmm. part of being in the body of Mm -hmm. Christ. So with that said, (laughs) I'm just going to go with some of these questions and then we'll uh, segue to the next one and see how the Lord leads us today. This particular question says, I have two children, they're toddlers, but I find myself often getting angry and I get angry with myself when I'm frustrated with them. My three-year-old is very strong-willed and tries to control most situations and wants attention 99% of the time. Sometimes I find myself with a raised voice, stop now. Then I feel guilty for raising my voice. I always point him to Jesus and correct his sin with scripture. But does my frustration and raised voice build him up or break him down? Thank you for your wisdom and time. So, Kessid. Hmm. What do you th- yes. So, <laughs> I mean... Sometimes uh, literally raising your voice is you're doing it to get attention. Like if a child's going to do something dangerous, Mm -hmm. you need that quick Mm -hmm. attention. And I don't think it's like a a sinful thing to have urgency in your voice. Not like, oh, could you please like get out of the road right now? I'm sorry to interrupt your fun in the road. Right, right, right. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. But, um, you know, at the same time, it's yeah, like, you, is it a pattern? Are you doing it all it the time? Is it a pattern? Yeah. Exactly. Are you just yelling at your kid all day? And, and it sounds like you're saying they're, they're a strong-willed child, so there are more opportunities to engage in discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, I think making the discipline more clear and effective in terms of, uh, you are pointing to the Lord, are you disciplining them in such a way that it's getting through to them is is a question and if if you're not i don't know how to say this um like you want it to hurt you want it to connect where it's there's some when sting doing to wrong the discipline things, yes, yeah uh-huh. you want some sting to the discipline and so you don't want that to come out of your frustration, but you want to, you want it to come out of your love, right? I mm-hmm, love you. Mm-hmm. And therefore this path that you're on, it's not a good path and I'm going to redirect you. So 
Uh, I mean, I think that's great that you're pointing to them to the Lord every time, but I just, I think maybe making the consequence of what they do cost them a little more um, in a self-controlled, loving way mm-hmm. is is going to be the way to go with this child. Well, and, uh, you know, as I'm looking at this question again, um, you know, guilty, when you feel guilty, there's there's real guilt and then there's false guilt because mm-hmm. sometimes we're, we've, we equate guilt with something that it's, it's, not, it's, it's not something we should feel guilty over. It's just maybe something the Lord's dealing with in our lives. So it's very possible in this situation that you are um, – Maybe you're raising your voice as you were saying, Cass, is it a pattern? Mm -hmm. You know, is it a pattern? If it's a pattern where your child never sees you in the calm, just regular play mode or, you know, normal correction, that's something you have to take before the Lord. That's something you have to ask the Lord. Is this an issue with me getting angry, flying off the handle, doing those kinds of things where my child is, is escalating him to do even more? And because I'm on a cycle and he's not really paying attention because, oh, yeah, mom's she's yelling again. Yelling all the yeah, time. she's just yelling yeah. all the time. So that's something you have to kind of take to the Lord and ask the Lord, just in your own personality or in your own, is there an anger issue with you? And I'm not trying, and so don't take this as heaping more guilt. You are, yeah. No, but some, yeah, there's things you have to sometimes examine. Am I walking? In the spirit, because the spirit, you know, in Galatians 5, it says, you know, um, Paul says, but I say, walk by the spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh Mm. for the flesh sets its desire against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh for these are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please but if you are led by the spirit you are not under the law now the deeds of the flesh are evident which are immorality impurity sensuality idolatry sorcery enmity strife jealousy outburst of anger that's the one (laughs) i'm getting to outburst of anger disputes dissensions factions envying drunkenness carousing and things like these of which i forewarn you just as i have as i have forewarned you that those who practice such things will not inherit Mm -hmm. the kingdom of god Mm -hmm. and then he goes on and says but the fruit of the spirit is um love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control against such things there there is no law now those who belong to christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires the reason i'm bringing up that passage is it comes to mind because just as a mom raising my own kids one of the things that I was always asking the Lord for me, because sometimes as you're raising your kids and they're doing things wrong, we do have outbursts of anger. Mm-hmm. The desire of the flesh is just to snap at them and to mm-hmm. yell at them and to, you know, get that thing back in control or whatever. And so a lot of good parenting comes to, I need to be walking with the Lord. And then as the Lord gives me wisdom for the day, you pray for your day before you get up, whatever you're going to face with your three-year-old who's very strong-willed and frustrating, Lord, help me to be if I need to raise my voice and be stern and, you know, even yell appropriately, yeah. as you were saying, or yell appropriately, that I would be pleasing to you in that. And that it's not a thing where I'm just mad because they push my buttons or because I waited till it's not just an outburst mm-hmm. of anger. And do is my, am I just having continual outbursts of anger? So ask the Lord to help you with that. Don't be overly introspective right but you still help your you you ask the lord to help you and then you pray for that little boy mm-hmm. you know and you like because i i mean i've had four boys and you know without naming names i had one who was very you know you know went, i called it he went through just a stage i won't say what i called it 
<laughs> where he was like, I was like, whoa. But I'll tell you, during those few months, it drove Carl and me to our knees mm-hmm. to pray that we would handle it correctly and that God would help him through it and show us what mm-hmm. needed to change in our lives or maybe in the dynamic of our family. But that to show us, too, that sometimes those children who are the most strong willed, there is a a tenacity there that if you channel it in the right way, and I'm talking about biblically, you know, you help them with it. They're going to be if if you help them and they come to know the Lord early, Real they're going to be the yes, yeah, they're yeah. going to dig their heels in and they're not going to bend and mm-hmm. they're going to know black and white from Scripture and they're going to say, hey, thus saith the Lord, and they're not going to follow along the crowd. You just got to help them be stubborn about the right things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder too about this this three year old one is. Are you able to celebrate things about mm-hmm, him with mm-hmm. him and encourage him in in where it's not because we can get focused on things. That's right. And so really to just show him you enjoy him. And then the other um, piece I wonder about is like focusing maybe on one thing you want to work on with him, because mm-hmm. if it's like he's three, he's not going to be reaching perfection (laughs) we're we're old and we're not anywhere near so just maybe focusing on some important things where it's you're not doing whack-a-mole with every little thing that's Mm -hmm. that's off Mm -hmm. Um, and you know we all we've always heard and i think there's some truth to this that negative attention is better than no attention mm. and so sometimes kids do and i I mean I, i don't know that there's a verse in the bible about that but i do know just from experience that sometimes it's like whoa this child just needs more focused attention you know and that was one of the things that the lord showed us about our this particular um, child of ours was like we just realized we needed to give this child more focused attention Mm -hmm. that wasn't just part of the family attention Mm -hmm. it was focused attention and uh, and the lord really worked and you know because i know how mm, what's the word concerning it can be even for a three-year-old if you feel like this is all that's happening with Mm -hmm. them but what kesed said is so wise because Give them praise, give them praiseworthy things like, good job, you did that. Or, wow, I can't believe the way you did such and such because children love to be to, delighted in. That's right. We all do. That's right. <laughs> and it, you know how Hebrew says, consider how to stimulate one another to love and good mm-hmm. deeds. We often will think about that just in the body of Christ, but think about that with your children. How can I stimulate this particular child to love and good deeds? Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it goes back to what you and I have talked about before about knowing the condition of your children and being um, students of your children and and knowing your little boy uh, in a way and praying over that mm-hmm. strong-willed stuff that you would direct it you and your husband directed and 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 it's great you know I would praiseworthy for you that you're always pointing to the Lord um, and correcting sin with scripture that's great don't ever think that's wasted because any scripture you get into children they're going to have for life mm. so um and in terms of the question does it raise, build him up or break him down that depends yeah you know just yeah. it depends <laughs> and, uh, and that is something that you know as you give that to the lord and you pray about it he'll help you mm. with that so yeah yeah, when you say wants attention 99% of the time, I will say this, that's pretty much true of a lot of children. Yep. I know there's some that are like just self, but they're rare. Yeah, they are rare. <laughs> they're rare, but real. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the title of this podcast. <laughs> anyway, okay, let's just go to the next random question. What jobs, roles, responsibilities can we give our tween girls to foster femininity, 
and upcoming womanhood that culture often undervalues. I would say they really undervalue it. Mm. Uh, how do we encourage, um, oh, this goes with it, how do we encourage, how, excuse me, how do we discipline, encourage, um, or correct, identify bad behavior and what's just silliness in girls as we are um, helping them go towards womanhood? womanhood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> That's a good question. I feel like, um, with, this is right where you are. Yeah, this is where I am because I have two two daughters who are are doing work right now who are mm-hmm. in that tween stage. Um, both of them have done mother's helper, so they've just gone alongside other moms in the community and and help them with their kiddos. So that's that's like a very natural. Mm-hmm. They're growing in nurturing and you know thinking about how to manage a household and kids and redirect and um yeah that's really good it's really good it's great (laughs) so that's that's a great option another one is um my my oldest now is doing some tutoring for Mm. school so she's teaching uh some kids and um i think yeah it's like what being a woman our work is mental and it's physical Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think anything that you're having them do um to grow in their strength mentally and physically and to serve others through that in a in a way where it's nurturing and Mm -hmm. building up the community we're natural women are natural community builders Mm -hmm. we make connections Uh we draw people in um uh, my oldest just wrote a play for our little homeschool co-op so they could have a play for our Revolutionary War Day. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's using those gifts and abilities to mm-hmm. to bless other people and and draw them in. But also, I mean, they they get sent out in the yard to pick up sticks. Mm-hmm. That's a classic brogy <laughs> task, and um, to to do you know physical manual labor. When I go to Costco and buy you that is that's a physical job yes. if there ever was one i'm like you know for the big families especially sure, got a big old cart full and <laughs> unloading um so i i guess in some with a lot of jobs i don't think it needs to be pigeonholed to a boy or a girl mm-hmm. but everything you do you do it as a woman oh, that's as correct. a young woman mm-hmm. and so thinking about um, how am I using my gifts as a woman to to build up families, to draw these connections, and to be strong for the tasks mm-hmm. I have? Yeah, and speaking of that, about the pigeonhole and all that stuff, um, I would encourage you to make sure that you're teaching biblical womanhood to your daughters from mm-hmm. the Bible, mm-hmm. that, you, um, that you model that if you're not sure, because our culture is, even among so-called Christians, is quickly tearing that down. Mm-hmm. You know, that is like a... It's almost like a thing like, did God really say that? You know, that there's two different, there's a man and a woman, and he created them differently. They're equal, but they're different. And I mean, just our physical bearings are different. I know that the world's even trying to erase that. But but teaching your daughters, the, the male and female, the differences in terms of our makeup. So, you know, both my husband and I are lifting weights now because of our, our son encouraging us. But it's like, there's no way I'm going to be able to lift what Carl lifts because he's a man. I'm different. You know, I'm a woman. And so it's tailored for me. And, and, and so 
I am, I just think it's, and it is kind of a passion of mine that young girls grow up understanding what the Bible says about womanhood because they're going to be taught everything else that's different from that. And then there'll be so many jobs, just like when you were saying your daughter's doing mother's helper and tutoring, generally speaking, women are, that's, those are more like relational nurturing jobs. God's Mm -hmm. made us that way. Mm -hmm. It's part of our DNA. It's the way we're wired, even though our culture is trying to take that away and make women be more masculine and be like men. And that's been happening for a long time, mm-hmm. ever before we moved into this whole transgender period of history and and trying to turn men into women and men, you know, physically trying to do that by surgery and yeah. all this other stuff or identification. But uh, but the, it's like the groundwork was laid putting us in this particular area. So with that said, I know some women who may be listening think, well, how do I teach that or what do I do? I mean, there's some good resources out there and I, I love the ones that Susan Hunt has put out. Mm-hmm. It's, um, the name is slipping me at the moment. But Susan Hunt, do you remember what they were called? Because I know uh, I sent those to you. Um, it's not, I know she's written a book called True Woman. Well, she, Kess is looking that up real yeah. quick. But in the meantime, I taught a series called Growing Girls. At, and you, if you get the Search the Scriptures app and you click on the bottom link where it says Woman's Life, and then you click there and you will see the series Growing Girls, because I deal with a lot of that in that series in terms of raising your daughters to understand biblical womanhood and the things that you want your daughters to know and understand. I've also taught the lost, I called it the lost art of biblical womanhood, because God created a beautiful design for women and girls, and our society has tried to change it and turn it on its head. And um, and if you listen to that series, it will help you. Was it the Cassie and Caleb discover God's wonderful design? No, it wasn't that one. Um, um, I you that's know, for younger. Yeah, it's called kiddos. like yeah. There's a series, like but if you Google, if, yeah, Susan Hunt. I should know the title, and I probably I don't even have it right here in my office. Um, but I will. Um, you know what? On the description of this podcast, I'll just we'll put it right there. Link it in there. I'll link it in yeah. there. Yeah, Rick, <laughs> link it in there. <laughs> No, well, um, and that's this is a total random aside, but I my oldest was super active as a little kid, like crawling out of the crib at fourteen months, <laughs> just like all over the place, very physical. And I thought, like, I know what it's like to have, you know, a little boy. Basically, <laughs> this is basically what's like. And then I took my friend's little boy, the same age, to the pool with us, mm-hmm. and he kept running to the deep end over <laughs> and over. I was like does he have a death wish? Like what is happening right now? And just the difference between like, Oh, she, she was active and right, she, but, but he was just like, he was the risk taker. He was the He was yeah. like, I'm going. And, and certainly these feminine and masculine attributes are, are stronger sure. and lesser and look different Absolutely. in different ways. But um, just that fundamental difference, or even at our little homeschool co-op, we have, um, boys playing tackle games and then you know and then the girls literally have like they'll play basketball of course, and they'll yeah. do it up, but some of them are doing a worship club it's just so funny like if you're being honest that's right the differences honest. are just Innate. so obvious and <laughs> that's stark right. that's right but, and and there is a spectrum but yes. the spectrum is still within what's how God has wired women totally. and how God has wired men. Totally. And it's just true. I mean, there's women who are more aggressive than other women, yep. but they're aggressive as a woman is, yep. you know, yep. it, but the, 
the you know, but our society has tried to teach them to be like men. Right. And now we have so many men who have become effeminate and become like women. I'm not even talking about homosexual men, but just become more girl like, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, when people used to say, of course, people probably be all over this like this is hate speech. Don't be a girl. Don't be like a girl or don't throw like oh, a girl yeah, yeah, or don't, exactly. you know, whatever. But I'm like, that, like a girl. Yeah. yeah. And the point is, is, yeah, if you're a girl, that's what you do it like a girl. If you're a boy, you do it like a boy, but then people act like there's no differences between the sexes and that's something bad to say. You know, just, so when it's I, just disingenuous. Yeah, it's, it's like, terrible. It's yeah. like when I was raising my sons, I didn't want them to throw like a girl. When I was raising my daughter, I didn't want her to throw like a boy. I wanted them her to throw like a girl and them to throw like a boy. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> duh. Anyway, um, yeah, so I guess I don't know if we want to go, delve a little. I don't know if I don't think we really delved into this. Oh. D- discipline and courage or correct identifying bad behavior like what's and what's like just silly oh. being silly as a girl i mean um, like it's what's, like bringing it in line with scripture yeah, right what yeah. are some things that girls tend towards i've just seen like the mean girl leading, mentality yeah leading i lead a tween girls bible mm-hmm. study and then actually i even see this with younger ones of okay are you gossiping are you being petty being petty yep. right yep. um yep just uh are you being vain right are you obsessing about you know your appearance we have one bathroom that four girls are going to have to share and that they do share now and it's like hey you know what this is not your vanity time (laughs) so i I mean it's just like what does scripture say about beauty and Mm -hmm. and vanity and about speaking about other people Mm -hmm. when they're not here and you know just all it's like i yeah you well even that it goes back to which i know i harp on this all the time but doing proverbs every day with your kids because Mm -hmm. it deals with all this stuff you know what's even childishness versus you know what's wise and what's foolish or proverbs chapter nine you know the call of wisdom the call of of uh, folly and and helping your children see that and the more that's in to their lives if they grow up with that sometimes they don't even realize how much they've made they're making wise decisions in their lives because along the, all these years they've just been is they've, they've heard it all the time yeah. and god innate you know just god and gets it in too, them like the joy of being a girl i guess yep. the silliness thing it's like we can giggle about <laughs> stuff and we and it's i yeah you can think that boy is cute that's absolutely that, you know yep. and so it's yep. like a drawing the line of uh, hey are you doing something that's like actually foolish and contrary to god's word or are you just enjoying right the joy of being a girl right right um, or being like like yes the silly that's not sinful right you know there can be silliness that's not sinful. getting together with girlfriends and just or me telling Lois these last couple of days about how I was like, I just love the Osmond brothers when I was <laughs> like, and I was saying, I would tell her, I said, it was so silly, but you know, it was part of my history and it was just what kind of, and I think I did use the phrase, not, I wasn't thinking about this question, of course, but you know, just being a kind of a silly girl. And it was like my parents that were okay with it. Yeah. You know, my dad, and I told Lois this, I said, my dad was very clear that the Osmond brothers are Mormons. They are not believers. And he shared the d- doctrine. You know, he told me that I still remember where I was. I was like, well, maybe I could lead him to Christ if I ever met Donnie. <laughs> and he, <laughs> you know, like, but I was telling I was like it's all like silly but it was just part of growing up yeah. my cousin and I were like you know thought they were just so cool and I guess my dad was okay with it too because they were wholesome mm-hmm. but he met drew mm-hmm. the line they're Mormons let's be let's clear, be clear. Yep. let's be clear so we anyway. don't get to marry Donnie <laughs>
And I'm glad I did. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Anyway, okay, we'll go to the next question unless there's anything else you want to say about that. Okay. Besides praying, besides praying, are there any other practical things we can do when our kids are making poor choices without badgering them? Now, this person doesn't say what age. Yeah, that's a big piece of it. And the poor choices are a big piece. Yeah, yeah. So you want to skip that one or you want to like make a general? I'll just, I mean, there are some principles, right? I mean, besides praying, you can draw lines and discipline them like just say hey yeah if you're badgering then there may not be effective discipline happening already already yes yes so um i think maybe praying about a a more effective way to discipline could Mm -hmm, be mm -hmm. something look to god's word um if then when they're younger that is something you should certainly be more Mm -hmm. in control of Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but as they get older um, that's a good, so I don't have older kids, but I think myself, it depends on, on what influence you have, mm-hmm. uh, in their lives. Like, have you mm-hmm. built that relationship with them that they, they know you, they trust you and where you can speak into something and just let it rest? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you can also, as long as they're living under your roof and you're paying their expenses, mm-hmm. you you and your husband, you know, together sit down and say, hey, because I don't know what the poor choices are, but you say, you know, there's limits to mm-hmm. even choices you're going to have. Mm-hmm. And you gather, you know, you talk to them, this is what we allow, this is what we don't allow. And you, you just have to set those limits and those boundaries. Now, sometimes I get asked this question, and, may, and for all I know, this is where this came from, because these are note cards that people give to me with these questions, the ones that we're using today. Um, but sometimes it, like adult, parents of adult children will yeah. ask that. They'll see their adult children making poor choices. Mm-hmm. And in that situation, I often say, well, praying's the biggest thing you're going to do because uh-huh. you can't meddle in their lives. It's one thing if you see things and you're committing that to the Lord or if they reach out to you for your advice or your opinion where you can speak into their into their lives if they invite that. Mm-hmm. And then occasionally, you know, I think there's there's probably a time to do something like if they're like they're your brother or sister in Christ, they're not unbelievers. And occasionally it might be something that, you know, I should, you know, the Lord won't leave you alone about talking to your child, an adult child about something. I think there's a place for that, but probably. Um, but I tend to not go there. I tend to like, nope, I'm going to pray for my kids if I see whatever, or if I think, and sometimes and I think something's going, nope, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to pray for them. They're adults. They make their decisions. They love Christ mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. or even for the, you know, uh, yeah, for people. It's just like, because we want our, we just don't ever want to do anything that makes us unapproachable to our children. It's different if you're talking about dangerous things like unbelieving children who are doing terrible things. But in generally speaking, it's just like, you just had to walk with the Lord. Well, and we just had a thing at our church where um, some parents, I mentioned this before, met with us and talked about raising teens because they had done that. And like one of, Thinks he made it clear the dad that the son was allowed to use the car, but if mm-hmm. he ever drank, mm-hmm. then he was going to lose that privilege. privilege of yeah. the, and so, and it happened. I think he was in home from college or something. It was like eighteen or nineteen, and mm-hmm. he did. And it wasn't. It wasn't a big blow up. It wasn't. It was just. 
You broke the rule. You broke the rule. Yeah. So you're going to be riding your yep. bike or walking yep. everywhere yep. for the summer um, yep. kind of thing. So just making it clear. It's yeah. You just That's what it is. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that's great. I mean, okay. Anything else before I go no, to the next nope. question? Many times I feel that I am disciplining my children out of my stubbornness. We kind of addressed this in that earlier mm-hmm, question a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, I don't always realize this in the midst of it all. Is there a way to know how to balance correct discipline? How do I repair my incorrect stubborn authority? Okay, so this person, you know, we we talked about that in the earlier mm-hmm, question, but this mm-hmm. person is like is kind confessing, of yes. yes I, this is. Is there a way to know the difference between hard discipline and control? Maybe I'm not sure I under, quite understand that, but maybe being too. Hard on your kids? Do you yeah. think that's what she means by that? Because she's being because she's yeah. being controlling. Maybe yeah. um, how, how, anything you want to um, did anything come to your mind of like uh, how to balance? I mean, it? I would say too that's the importance or the joy of being in a church community, right? Mm-hmm, of inviting mm-hmm. a wise older Christian to who knows yeah. you yeah. and your home to kind of ask, open yourself up, and say, "Do you think? Do you see issues where?" It seems like I'm trying to be controlling of mm-hmm, my children. Mm-hmm. Am I too much so? Too yeah. much so? Yeah. Is it? And it, are these issues that I'm being stubborn about? Are these biblical issues, or are these just like my preference? Yeah, for my yeah. house kind of thing. Are you just trying to have everybody live the way you want them to live, or is it, are you being driven by? a yeah. desire to see people flourish yeah. under the authority of God. Well, you know, and even this person, because they recognize their own stubbornness and their own, she, as she calls it, her own stubborn, she calls it her incorrect stubborn authority. And as she grows, as you grow, I don't know if you'll be listening, but for someone who identifies with this, because a lot of us do, can identify with all these questions. Um, again, as you grow in your relationship with the Lord, He was going to temper this, mm-hmm. and He's going to help you with it. And you know, I'm just this is coming to my mind, but you know, on again the Search the Scriptures app, my husband's a wonderful Bible teacher, and there is a series on there called Back to Basics. And I would encourage any of you who are listening. In fact, I have a woman from from another country, and she was asking me a lot of questions, and I just thought she needs to listen to Back to Basics. I told her that. I didn't say she, you. I said you should listen to back to basics because she'd only been listening to me you know mm-hmm. she'd been aware of me i said my husband has a series called back to basics and it it will if you will faithfully listen to this you will grow as a christian because there's so many things you'll come to understand even as it relates to these specific areas that you're dealing with um i, I told her that and she is i've heard from mm-hmm. her and she's listening to those and it's really helping her a lot um but i would almost call it like my husband my, my husband's a great bible teacher but it's like a, it's almost like a it's a signature series it's mm-hmm. so good and sometimes people think, well, I've been a Christian a long time. I don't need the basics. Oh, we all need the basics mm-hmm. every day of our lives in terms of how to deal with sin. How to how do I deal with sin in my own life? How do I experience you know forgiveness? And what's the difference between judicial forgiveness and family forgiveness? And how do I walk in the Spirit? What does that really mean for for the Holy Spirit to fill me? And how does that carried out? What does that look like in my life? You know, and how do I have a quiet time? What does it mean to study the Bible? And and what about tithing? And what about baptism? And all these things. It's just so good. And even as you 
you go through that, you will learn even issues about your own stubbornness and the way you view things. And it'll just really, it will open your eyes and help you uh, a lot as you're dealing with this kinds of kind of thing. But the neat thing is just even reading this question, and of course, I don't know this person, but that you realize there's something about you that, and you just ask the Lord to bring your stubbornness under his control and uh, and walk with him. And that's why I was thinking about that particular series, because that specific uh, message on walking in the spirit, what does that mean? Then it, it helps temper those natural tendencies that we all have to get out of control mm-hmm. you know so or to try to control others. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah mm-hmm. thank you yeah um okay this one um question says there are some days where i find true joy in cleaning changing diapers wiping noses etc but there are some days where i just truly hate it how can i have joy in doing these things all the time please help now, go ahead. <laughs> well, my, my initial reaction was to have a resurrection body and be without sin. <laughs> Absolutely, because all the time. Mm. I mean, that's because yeah. this, this is a universal question. That's right. I, think, I mean, Jeremy could say there are some days where I love practicing law mm-hmm. and there are some days where i, I hate just it. hate it right and um i think it's true there's work has been touched by the fall and we did do a, right. a podcast on work that kind of touched on some of the themes here but submitting yourself to the lord every mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. to receive the work you have before you as a gift from him mm-hmm. and the ability to do it as a gift um going back to the scripture we were talking about before kind of our theme scripture for for this colossians, yep. for colossians like what should you do you should as you received christ jesus the lord so walk in him being mm-hmm. rooted and built up in him mm-hmm. um established in the faith just as you were taught abounding mm-hmm. in thanksgiving and so uh grow in the Lord and you'll grow in your, in your ability to abound in Thanksgiving, be rooted in Jesus and not just, um, having a good attitude, Mm -hmm. uh, because he, he is the one growing in him. That's what allows us to be grateful in Mm -hmm. all things. Um, Well, realizing that your joy doesn't always have to be, Oh, I just love washing these dishes. I just love cleaning up the kitchen because our joy is in the Lord. Yep. And so it's not in the task and it's okay to say, you know what? Like, this is like not you my said, favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm hating this at the moment, but I'm happy that I have it, yep. that I do it. And that, you know, where the, where there are no ox in the manger is clean, you know, mm-hmm. Proverbs mm-hmm. 24 and that, Oh, this job that I hate is at times, yeah. you know, is providing an income for my family or mm-hmm. these dishes and this mess. It shows me that I'm I'm raising a family and people, are, you know, we make messes, you know, and this snotty nose. Uh-huh. It's not always going to be there. You know what I mean? I mean, in a like in a sad way, like I'm I know, not I know what you have mean. That yeah, nose it, there. Yeah. And so it's a little gross that it's kind of running like a faucet right now. But <laughs> but I love this nose and I love this person. That's and, right. Yeah. And it's, it's just, yeah. every any work that we're doing, sometimes we get this sense that this is always going to be this way. Right. I'm always going to be doing this. And the next thing you know, it's gone and you're not doing it anymore. So just, yeah, 
And yeah. you don't even know when that's going to happen. You don't know when it's going to happen. You know, it's happen. just like suddenly I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. I was looking for the, um, well, I'll read this in a minute, but I, I love what you alluded to at the a few minutes ago when, when we started this question, because it is true, work was before the fall. F- the fall made it frustrating. And it's okay to admit that. Mm-hmm. You know, this mm-hmm. is frustrating work, you know, and some, sometimes it is, you know, I just changed that diaper with this humongous mess in it (laughs) we won't use the favorite word of toddlers (laughs) and then there's another one right behind it you know or whatever okay that's frustrating that's but but it's you know so it's okay it's not like a bad thing to say this is hard for me Mm -hmm. or this is stressful or you know but it always comes back to remembering that our joy is not necessarily found in the task. Oh, I just love changing this diaper or whatever it is. Or this, you know, this is just so enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're enjoying the fact that our children are little and they need us. Absolutely. Yep. You know, but so, so I just want, there's that balance there of understanding that our joy is in the Lord. Mm-hmm. We're choosing joy. It's like Paul, when he wrote the book of Philippians and he's, he's, he's chained to a guard, he's in prison. And it's not like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever that I'm in prison, mm-hmm. but he found joy in it. And he chose joy in it because, because of my imprisonment, the whole Praetorian guard, and they're all like hearing of the gospel mm-hmm. and this is happening. And this is happening because he chose to look at what mm-hmm. he had rather than what he didn't have. And so there's the choosing of joy, like, and basically it's what you just said, Kessid, they're not always going to be here. Okay. The snotty nose, but it's going to be gone. So I'm choosing to find joy even mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. So it's not about, oh, I just want to be happy all the time. It's just, it's about choices that we make. And that's, I was, the passage I turned to here, because I love the passage in John's gospel when Jesus is with his disciples before he's going to be crucified. And he talks to them about joy in that, because mm-hmm. he knows they're going to be incredibly sad. It's going to be hard. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be so hard. And they're, they're going to experience things they haven't experienced before. So he's trying to prepare them for that. And in the midst of that, it's when he says, these things I have spoken to you so that in me you may have peace mm-hmm. or, or may have joy. It, it's in me. It's not in the circumstances in me. And then he says, in the world, you have tribulation, you have it, but take courage, I've overcome the world. So it's like that juxtaposition of understanding, yeah, there's going to be a lot of frustrating Mm -hmm. stuff that we're called to do or that we're walking through, but uh, we find joy in it. But sometimes it's just like it is just like, I don't know. You, sometimes you just have to laugh about things. <laughs> Absolutely. And to be very careful to guard yourself because we all have this tendency of thinking, I can escape the curse on work. <laughs> you know, if I just have this system or I do this work instead of this work, then, then I'll be happy. Then I'll be happy. And it's like, no. That's right. It's touched all work. It is all frustrating. It's all good. And it's all frustrating. And there is not that other job that if you could be doing that, then you would ultimately be satisfied. (laughs) That's just such a joke. Yeah, just like that. If I just had a different husband, then I would be satisfied. Or had different kids or whatever. You're right. You're exactly right, Kessid. That's... Yeah, so I like the question, you know, just in that, because we all want that, have joy in doing these things all all the the time. time. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, we have to choose it and we have to have the right perspective on it and it's okay. We're fallen human beings. And if you read the Psalms too, you will see, you know, even David or the psalmist, different people who wrote the Psalms, you'll see there are times they're like in despair 
and they're they're angry over things and they're expressing that to the Lord. But what you find is they're always going back. My hope is in the Lord. The Lord is my salvation. Whom mm. shall I fear? You know, He has brought me here, but now He's bringing me here. That's what you see. It's like I recognize this. I know this. I know I feel this way. But but God, and the you were just quoting this to me about um, your boundaries have fallen in pleasant places mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, she so we were just talking about oh wouldn't it be great if we lived closer yes, right because it's such yes. a joy to be together and da, da, da. but to be careful even in that like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is from your hand lord we trust you that's and right. we're so grateful that we have this time together that's right like, i know yeah mm-hmm. let me let me lament over that a little bit more <laughs> <laughs> because i, I can uh, lament yeah, over that we can. but i have to like because sometimes i just hate yes. it but i'm like no i'm gonna find joy in this. <laughs> that i can't just hop in the car and go homeschool the kids for one day that's not close enough to do that right. i do think about that right. but i find joy because right. you trust you like right. you're here following the Lord, serving. Right. We're there following the Lord, serving. He's put us where he's put us, and we're going to yep. trust him. Well, we have a few more questions, but I think we will close out um, the podcast mm-hmm. um, because we, we, we'll, we're going to be continually making these podcasts so we mm-hmm. can we can handle some of these other questions. And I, you know, any of you who are listening, and if you have questions that you're like, yeah, I would like to just have a, a another podcast where we're just answering your questions, please send them. Feel free to send and you can, uh, well, you'll hear at the, at the closeout, you know, how you can follow and that kind of stuff um, and do that. So uh, let me just close out our time with prayer. Father, I thank you for um, just being able to do these podcasts. I'm, it's such a joy for me to be able to do them with my daughter and my daughters-in-law. I'm so thankful for Kessid and her wisdom and the way she's um, a helper to my son and raising their children together. And I'm so thankful for, for Maureen and the same thing, helper to my son and raising their children together and my daughter with her husband and and their lives and Jameson and Marilyn and my soon-to-be daughter-in-law this summer. I'm just grateful for your kindness in my life, even the, the, the fact that we, do, we all know that every day is a gift, but even at this stage of my life of being able to see my adult children with their spouses walking with you, and I pray that they will always do that. I pray that for their children. I pray that for women who are listening to this podcast, that you would wrap your arms around them, help them to grow in their own relationships with you, that they would understand your deep love for them, and that they would grow in their understanding of uh, biblical womanhood, and, and they would begin to teach that to their children. We thank you for your grace and your love. In Jesus' name, amen. If you enjoyed this episode of Rare But Real, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when a new episode is posted. And share this podcast with friends. Follow Audrey on Instagram and Facebook at Mothering From The Heart. And listen to all her messages on the Search the Scriptures app.